Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selkin, where we are in season 13 entitled The ABCs of Winning the Mental Game. We are going back to the foundations, the fundamentals, the ABCs of what goes into being a human high performer. A little less scientific in the actual content of the podcast this season, but merely intended to help us have something quick to grasp onto, to remind us, to go back to what are the most important things of who we are and how we operate and how do we bring those to life on a daily basis. We're seeing so much data and information and confusion in our world today that I think we just need to simplify how we're thinking, how we're operating, and show up and do the right thing on a more consistent basis. And that's what this season is all about, calling us back to those fundamentals. And of course, celebrating our new beautiful baby girl that we welcomed into the world in 2023, Miss Eliana Bell. And so the ABC is a little call to the the newborn life and children, uh, child, I guess, in our life, children in the world in general. Um, But again, hopefully a call to all of us to reignite the childlike simplicity of how we show up. We don't need to overcomplicate high performance. We don't need to make this more difficult than it needs to be. And so again, if we can weave in these principles of mental performance, of human performance into how we operate, we know that it will help us deliver our best on a more consistent basis. And so today we're on letter Q and Q is for quiet. A, a state that some people want to avoid at all costs. I've worked with individuals who just hate silence and hate quiet moments in meetings, in conversations, and so they're constantly filling that void. But here's the definition of silence. The definition of silence, there's many, obviously, per all definitions, but I like the noun version of what we're talking about today. And the noun quiet means absence of noise or bustle. Silence calm. And man, we do not have a lot of that in our lives today. Just simple quietness. It was really interesting when I um, taught strategic human resource management at the University of Notre Dame in the Mendoza College of Business. Uh, we would start every class with Father Hesburgh's favorite prayer of simply come Holy Spirit. And then 60 to 90 seconds of a guided meditation or simple breathing in silence. And, you know, for the longest time, I thought the students thought I was crazy. Who's this crazy lady making us do these little meditations? Um, But then one one class period, I went straight into the review for the exam that they were going to have in the next class. And all of a sudden, everybody was like, Professor Selking, Dr. Selking, um, well, what about our meditation? What about the, the quiet to start class? And I was like, oh, you guys like that. And they, they said, this is the only space that we have to be quiet and it helps us focus. And last week in, in letter P, we talked about presence, right? Being in the present. And there's an element of quietness that allows us to come to the present moment. And, and that's why this is so important because I want us to think about quiet serving two purposes for us in this context. The first is a refueling strategy, okay? Quiet allows us to refuel. Now, whether you are an introvert to an extrovert, you might need more quiet time than introverts might need more quiet time than extroverts need, right? So know that there's a spectrum of how much, quote unquote, quiet you actually need. But even us extroverts, myself included, right? My husband jokes all the time that I am off the spectrum on extroversion. Even us extroverts need quiet to help us be still, 
to be present and to really be in tune with ourselves because otherwise it's very easy to it, it's very easy to to allow outside noise take our attention, take our capacity away from us and away from this moment. So quiet is a refueling strategy for us, but quietness is also a decision-making strategy. Like I said, it allows us to come into the present moment. And when we are in this present moment, it allows us to make decisions that are grounded and that are connected to who we are and what we actually believe, which of course means that you have have to have done the work previously to know who are you from an identity standpoint, which is what we talked about in letter I, and what do you actually believe in, which we talked about in letter B for believe. So again, you've got to have done that work in advance so that in this moment, when you get quiet, when you when you get present, you can actually make decisions that are aligned again with your identity and beliefs and the goals that you have in mind. There's a really great book actually that Coach Kelly and I read together one year called Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. And it's spectacular. Um, and he just talks about and gives different examples of leaders throughout the course of history um, and how they used quiet to process information and make decisions so that they didn't make decisions brashly that could cause unintended consequences. So if you haven't checked out that book yet, I encourage you to do so. Again, Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. And again, what he talks about and how we think about quiet as a decision-making strategy is, you know, it's important for us to gather data, for us to gather information from multiple sources. Now, again, I think in, in today's world, people just rely on other sources for their information. They get, they read it on Twitter and now that's what they believe and that's what they think and that guides their decisions, which I think is part of what's wrong with our society today is people are being informed by everybody else's opinions and not really their own set of core values and convictions and discernments of, of right and wrong and truth in the world. and um, But I do think gathering data and information is important, but then we need to find a quiet space and quiet time for us as individuals to process so that we can discern and decide, again, based on our beliefs, based on our identity, and based on our goals. And, and again, every one of us needs different amounts of quiet to both refuel and for decision-making capability. So you need to understand how am I wired? How much time do I need to process things to discern and to decide? And I think that's important for us to know as leaders and as influencers, as coaches, teachers, parents, et cetera, how much time do you need to get into the right spot to discern and decide? But I also want to, I, I, some people are like, well, I need a lot of time. I've been around leaders who they're slow processors. They need a lot of quiet and, and reflection time. But the environment that they're in does not, is not conducive for that. The environment that they're in demands rapid, quick decision-making and their people rely on them to be able to decide in that fashion. So if you find yourself as an individual who often requires more processing time, but you're in an environment that needs answers and you to lead now, then we have to figure out how to, how to fill that gap, how to build that bridge. And the beautiful part of this is, is your decision-making can be trained over time. 
right? It's like, a, it's a skill like anything else. The more you do it, uh, the, the better you get at it. And you can figure out how do I cultivate, you know, the right rhythms of quietness into my life in a way that prepares me for those moments that demand decisions quickly. So a lot of this can be done in advance. And again, prepare me in that moment to deliver my best and to lead in the way that I intended. There's a really cool quote um, from Maxime Lagasse that says, noise creates illusions. Silence brings truth. Noise creates illusions. Silence brings truth. Again, how are you using silence in your life? It was really interesting. Aaron, my husband, um, he's amazing. He's one of the most um, intelligent, driven, thoughtful, caring individuals that I've ever been around. Um, He makes me better every single day and um, takes care of me and Ellie in ways that I didn't even know I needed taken care of. And uh, he's just hes just the absolute best. He's my best friend and my leader and our rock for sure. And, you know, we, we talked, we've talked just about different seasons of life that we've been through that we've thought are really critical in our development as individuals in terms of how we show up to the world. And he always says that, you know, after he graduated from college, he uh, he went to try and he was a business major and played football there. Um, they crushed it. All the if you ever see videos and you see the rings behind behind me in my sort of setup in my office, all those rings are his. They they won a lot of championships at Trine, and he was uh, a, a star defensive back for him. Just again, a stud on every level. Sorry, I just went off on like a total like rant, a uh, little rant about how amazing my husband is, um, but. He said after he graduated college and he moved to South Bend, all of his family lives in in Decatur, Indiana. Um, he's sort of the only one here, and and he went home by himself every night to his apartment after work. He worked super long hours during the day and would go home and you know make dinner and read and just sort of grow himself. He said it was the first time that he ever spent so much time alone, and it was in that quietness that he learned a lot about himself. And and one of the things that I often prayed for in my husband was that someone that knew themselves that that wasn't adapting to become who I wanted them to be, but had already done some of that work. And so he attributes that probably four to five year season of his life as being one of the most fundamental in his maturation as a man, as a leader, as an individual in this world, because he he it stripped the noise away when you're by yourself in an apartment alone. And so, you know, for those of you who might be in a season of your life of of being alone, instead of having a mindset around loneliness in that season, can you see this as a season of quiet that will allow you to go deeper into truth of yourself and your beliefs and your goals and what you want? life knowing that noise creates illusions, but this silence can bring you truth that becomes a solid foundation upon for which you can build your life and your relationships moving forward. So Q is for quiet and championship mindset training for this week is to cultivate an effective rhythm of quietness in your life. One that allows you to refuel through the quiet periods that you have throughout a day, throughout a week, throughout a month, throughout a year and as a decision-making strategy to help you evaluate, discern, and decide based on your beliefs, your identity, and your goals. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, it's been such a joy working through the ABCs and the alphabet with you on these fundamentals of human performance. And listen, if you'd like to learn more, go deeper in your individual journey. We have an amazing team of performance coaches. You can check them out on our website, selkingperformance.com. Just go to the teams tab and you'll see all of our awesome squad there. Uh, it, or maybe you're interested in a keynote for your organization. We do a lot with sales teams, particularly in the financial industries and actually in all industries and in sales, but um, done a lot in the financial world as well and uh, healthcare, beauty. The beautiful part about the human brain is it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Uh, everybody inside of your industry is a human and has a brain. And so we can talk about who they are, how they show up and how they continue to deliver consistent levels of human high performance. So if you're interested in that, shoot me an email directly, drselking at selkingperformance.com. And then just shout us out on social media in terms of, not just, hey, awesome podcast, but more so, how are you using the podcast or the content from our, our book, Winning the Mental Game, the playbook for building championship mindsets? These are the things that fuel me. You know, I'd love to hear your story. Love to hear how you're applying this work. Ideas and content are great, but if it doesn't drive behavior and action and positive change, it's just a lot of words to me. So when you share your stories and examples and how you've integrated this into your life, your team, your work, um, it's really, really meaningful and encouraging to me. So you can tag us um, when you share the applications that you have on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets and on LinkedIn and Facebook at Selking Performance Group. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.